0: Word of the Lord. Thank <laughs> nice. Thank you, readers. Thank you, thank you. Give them a hand. They nailed it. And we're done. So... man Yeah. This is... Uh, I'm telling you guys, this passage is off the chain. It's long. There's stuff going on. I mean... Oh my gosh, (laughs) I'm just like, man, there's just, I mean, when this one popped up on the narrative lectionary, I was like, oh man, there's like eight parables, and Jesus is saying mean things to people, and um, so uh, we are in um, narrative lectionary week something, and uh, we are in, it's Mark, uh, again, we're gonna be with Mark. We're along for the ride, uh, and it's our gospel of choice for this spring. Not our choice, but someone's choice. Whoever they are who put the lectionaries together, always wonder that. Like, who gets to do that? Uh, God, yeah, uh, yeah. And um, anyway, but this week we've skipped. Uh, we we spent like two weeks in chapter one and then two, and but we've skipped three. And so anyway, but we're kind to kind of pull some things together. So there's a lot of ground to cover. And, uh, there's a board involved and some other things. And so we're going to just kind of see what happens. And then if there's some time left at the end, you guys can kind of keep chatting or whatever. So, um, yeah. Any questions? Great. Um, so man, this, uh, this is a good chapter. This chapter, uh, really, uh, there's just all this like very seed, uh, imagery happening here in this chapter. There's these three, uh, three parables just in this chapter, uh, about seeds. Uh, right uh, but it's all very kind of mysterious you know you end up reading uh, a text like Mark chapter 4 and you're not sure whether Jesus is trying to convey the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven or trying to convey that the kingdom of heaven is a mystery you know what I'm saying it's just like you're not sure which one of those is happening uh, maybe all at together um, but yeah it's like secrets it's kind of secretive you know what I'm saying am I here uh, love secrets this morning Anybody just, like, really, like, give me some secrets? And yeah, Chad's like, yes. You know, anybody? anybody got any good secrets they want to share this morning? How about this? Uh, on the count of three, we all just lean over and tell someone a secret. Darker the better. Ready? One, <laughs> two, three, go. Oh, this is actually happening. This is so great. Oh, sorry. Have, have you guys, uh... Oh, No, no. Nothing like that. Uh... Have you guys seen those videos on, on YouTube where, where people will just, like, go to the mall and just, like, pass notes to other people? Like, like, you'll be writing up the escalator and then they'll just hand them a note, like, the person going down, and the note, and, like, you don't know this person, writing But they're just, like, reading the note while they're going down the escalator and the other person's going up and it just says something like, I love you, you know, or just, just something. And the person's like,
1: you know, and anyway.
0: YouTube. It's horrible. It's been hours. <laughs> anyway, so yeah. Secrets. Is it, is it just me or does it feel like Jesus got secrets? You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes, sometimes it's just like, man, that guy, just so many secrets. Like he's always going around. In this gospel alone, how many times has he told someone to just shush? You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like 12 times already in these couple chapters. And he's always speaking in parables Sometimes I think Jesus' divinity is a secret from Himself. Uh, you know, I don't know. You know, Richard Rohr talks about that. I don't, I don't know. But um, anyway, so there's just a lot of secrets. It's very secretive. Uh, so um, yeah. So a little bit of context uh, for Mark chapter four, Mark chapter three, and um, we're all over the place. If you guys have a Bible today, could help you out. Um, if not. Um, America, get you a Bible, come on, some of you guys are like, what are you talking about? I don't know what I'm talking about, they're in like every hotel now, some guy named Gideon put them in there, Uh, so Mark chapter 3, Mark chapter 3, so uh, yeah, so it kind of, man, crazy stuff happens in Mark chapter 3, doesn't it? So uh, by the time you get to, like, uh, verse 20 in Mark chapter 3, things are just, like, really crazy at this point. We've talked about how Jesus' ministry is escalating. So it it even says that uh, him and his boys and girls who were hanging together, they couldn't eat together because things had just gotten so crazy. The ministry was so out of hand, they couldn't eat together anymore. And it actually says, uh, in verse 21, it says, when his family heard it, they went out to restrain him. Uh, Jesus' family is like like trying to like stop the stop this and then it goes from there and it talks about um jesus has this sort of like head to head with the scribes they basically call him the devil and jesus like tells this parable of like two houses divided against itself won't stand and he says anybody who blasphemes against the holy spirit will not be forgiven and then uh then you get this closing moment in mark three where um where jesus is like inside somewhere teaching his disciples. And it says his family, his mothers and brothers and sisters are outside wanting to, like, have some quality time. And he's like, but who are my mothers and brothers and sisters? You know, it's like, "Dang!" you know, would not go in my family. And uh, anyway, and he says, whoever does the will of God are my mothers and brothers and sisters. So that's a little snippet uh, of Mark 3, basically all you need to know. And uh, anyway, so we're kind of rolling with that moment there into Mark 3. Chapter four, and so things get a little even more mysterious here. Um, so, like many teachers in Jesus' day, Jesus taught in parables. Uh, right? Raise your hand if you know what a parable is. Good. That cuts out like half the sermon. So, uh, anyway, so Jesus, Jesus taught in parables. Right? They're like these riddle-like stories, you know, almost um, kind of keeps you guessing. You're trying to grasp at ideas that are essentially ungraspable. Um, but you're doing it through narrative, you're doing it through these stories, right? Um, because how else do you talk about, uh, right, like a heavenly realm, um, uh, right, other than stories, right? Um, we, we've never been there. We can only talk about what the kingdom of heaven is like. You know what I'm saying? And so we tell these parables to talk about what the kingdom of heaven is, is like, what this whole thing is like. Uh, and so it, it's not, uh, parables aren't like ideas that, that we're trying to analyze, but they're these, these realities that we're invited to participate in, right? These stories that we're invited to, to participate in, to sort of like um, uh, uh, plug in the pieces in our minds and try to connect the dots and try to interpret, uh, right? It's why you can have a million different sermons with one parable, <laughs> you know, it's like, but what is true, uh, you know? uh exactly um so uh jesus is teaching with these parables uh right it's given to us it's almost like scattered among us right just to see if anything sprouts you know what i'm saying he's just throwing it around he's throwing the gospel around and he keeps saying if you can hear it uh, hear it you know if you have ears to hear hear." right and so these parables kind of challenge our lens of how we see the world how we see each other how we see heaven and earth Um, And so uh, also, uh, for context reasons, it's really important to remember that the authors of these Gospels uh, are saying very particular things. And so in Mark chapter 4, for instance, uh, you'll get these stories or these parables that in other Gospels, they're in a completely different order. They're not together. They're in different places. Some of them aren't even in there. And uh, and so Mark, remember, like all authors uh, who are writing and, and communicating something very particular... Uh, he's taken these parables and he's taken these stories and he's lined them up in such a way uh, because he's trying to convey something, whatever it is he's trying to say. You know what I'm saying? So there's, uh, there's, there's a specific point uh, happening here, I, I suppose, uh, as his readers. And so, uh, so again, in this chapter, there are these three parables that all involve seeds, who loves seeds. I love seeds. Anybody love seeds this morning? Yeah. I had some seed lovers back here. Any seed lovers over here? There you go. Any, uh, any seed lovers over here? We have Jesus, seeds are important. Uh, seeds are important, not your talking, right? No, I just want to scatter some seeds around you guys. Seeds are, are very fine to buy a face. Oh, is that your face? Oh. you know, so the thing about the thing about seeds is Pretty much pretty much everything we have in life comes from seeds. You know what I'm saying? Like everything was everything was like one to seed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, Mike's <got> it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you tell me no
0: one seeds, you're gonna get seeds. Like, I'm sorry. It's, like, it's like the one time Laura Wesson said, I can't handle when balloons pop around me. It's like, oh really? Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, I I love seeds. Seeds are so Good. They're just kind of everywhere, right? They're so important. Uh, you, can, you can eat those, sir. At your own risk, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, uh, you know, seeds, if there were no seeds, essentially there'd be like no us. Uh, right? Um, actually, we're losing seeds. We're losing seed diversity. We're losing seed variety uh, because of the typical tales of uh, greed and empire and dark lords and things like that. Um, and Monsanto and other things. And uh, Anyway, so we're losing seeds and Anybody know what I'm talking about when, uh, when we talk about uh, Svalbard? Uh, anybody know what I'm talking about? Um, it's, like, it's like this, um, yeah, it's like a, yeah. So it's this facility that's in um, Spitz, Spitzenbergen or something like that. In Nor- in Nor- it's a Norwegian place, yes, thank you. It's like 1,300 kilometers from the North Pole. Right, and if you Google a picture of it, it literally looks like a backup hard drive sitting in the snow. It's like it it does. It's it's Earth's backup hard drive, and it's a it's a seed bank, right? And the scientists preserve these seeds uh, so you know we can go on after climate change or something. I don't know, but uh, anyway. So um, sorry, getting gross here. Um, yeah, and so uh, seeds are kind of important for us to have and, and, and keep, uh, right? Uh, but they're kind of mysterious, though, right? I mean, there's actually a few random sunflower seeds that made it in here. I'm just yeah, a little snack. But, um, yeah, they're like, so I've got like 30 in my hand right now. Um, they're so, like, tiny. These, these tiny, tiny, tiny little things will sprout all of life everything we know will come from these little seeds, right? And, and, and you have to have a little bit of knowledge already just to kind of know anything like, am I gonna get an eggplant here or a giant beanstalk? You know, I'm not even sure, or a chia. What's a chia? You know, I, I don't know. Uh, you know, we're just, we've just got seeds. We, we've just got seeds, right? So there's some, kind of some mystery uh, about it, right? Um, how will the seed grow? Will it be good? Will it be bad? Um, you know, it's wondrous. It's amazing. It's small. It's marvelous. It's like everything, right? It's like a really good image for the kingdom of God. Uh, and so we get this first parable. In uh, this first parable, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on uh, each of these parables, but I want to touch on them very briefly. And uh, this first parable is probably very familiar uh, for all of us this morning. It's about how um, you know the guy comes and he's scattering seeds around everywhere. Actually, the one comment that you'll get from like, every commentator on this parable is just the like, crazy inefficiency of the guy who's sowing the seeds. Right? Uh, you know, and there's different takes on it, but everyone pretty much says, and what's up with the seeds just going everywhere, you know? Uh, like, who is this, you know? Uh, it's just very wasteful, if you will. It's very inefficient. Like, he's just throwing it, uh, like, on the path and on, the, on in the rocks and on the thorns and some's making it in the good soil, uh, you know? And so I, I love this, this image of this marvelous inefficiency of how the gospel is spread among uh, the world, right? Uh, that the gospel goes everywhere, right? Whether it ends up taking root or not, it's just, it's just scattered among us, right? Uh, then you get this second seed parable, and it's in uh, between, it's, I'm skipping down between uh, verses 26 and 29. And it says, it goes like this, the kingdom of God is as if someone would scatter seed on the ground, and I love this. And it would sleep and rise night and day, and the seed would sprout and grow. I love this. It says, he does not know how. <laughs> doesn't know how. Uh, and it goes on to say, the earth produces of itself. The earth produces of This is very like Genesis 1 language. Like, shoot, shoot, seed, seeds. I mean, the earth is producing of itself, right? I love this. It's, it's like taking the next parable step here. Uh, when the seed takes root, it, it grows, and well, it, it grows, uh, right? Uh, it says the sun rises and sun sets, and at some point you look out the window and something has grown, and it's large and it's bearing fruit, and and, and it says, and he doesn't know how, uh, right? There's there's this like mystery to it. Uh, the earth produces of itself, and then there's this this last seed parable here in in um, Mark four. And this one is probably the best-known seed parable, right? Because people on both sides of the aisle here are loving this one, right? It's the mustard seed. Uh, if you can just muster up enough mustard uh, faith, uh, you know. <laughs> so you get this tiny, tiny, tiny little seed, uh, right? And, 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 and this is the mustard seed, but it, but it grows, right? It grows up into this this, this big well, it's more like a weed-like thing if you've ever seen one, but you know he calls it a tree or a bush, uh, right? That that birds are taking refuge in, and like, and there's just this beautiful image of of the mustard seed. You ever seen a mustard seed? It's like half, maybe half the size of one of these little guys right here. You know, it's like you can't even see it. Um, and so, uh, so there's these three seed parables, and and I love this imagery here. So this first this first parable. It doesn't, start, it doesn't start by saying the kingdom of heaven is like. Uh, but he's more like, imagine with me this. Uh, right? Imagine this scenario. A man goes out of the scatter seed everywhere, and here's what it looks like. And here's what grows, and here's what doesn't grow. Here's what works, here's what doesn't work. Uh, right? This first parable almost gives us like, this context for the gospel. And then he tells these two parables that begin with the kingdom of heaven is like... Right, seeds that grow into large plants that are life-giving. Right, sort of tracking with me so far. Seeds. Right. Uh, kind of trucking on here. Uh, what's always perplexing in the, is this interlude that happens uh, between this first parable and um, and him kind of talking to his disciples uh, about sort of like translating this parable for them. Uh, Right, which there's different camps on about the validity of some of that. But anyway, so verse 10, I want to jump into verse 10. He says, uh, when he was alone, it says, when he was alone, those who were around him, along with the 12, asked him about the parables. And he said to them, to you has been given the secret of the kingdom of God. But for those outside, everything comes in parables. And so, first, it is really important for us to maybe tweak that word a little bit. Secret is actually not the best translation. The Greek word is literally mysterion. Uh, so, it's like mysterious is, is pretty good. Mystery uh, or hidden is maybe more appropriate. Uh, verse 12 In order that uh, they may indeed look but not perceive, and may indeed listen but not understand, so that they may not turn again and be forgiven. What? You know, I always read that passage. I'm like, man, what a jabroni. Jesus? I can't say that. Ah. You, know, um, you know, it just doesn't sound very loving, right? Who is they? Why does Jesus got to be so mean? You know, like, what's the deal? Um, you guys ever had a conversation with, uh, with someone? At maybe at Thanksgiving, maybe not. I don't know. And, uh, and, 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 and you just kind of like got in a gridlock. It's like you were kind of like on this side over here. Trying to convey this idea and this thought, and for you it was just like really clear, and like, but but this person over here was just like refusing to hear anything at all that you were trying to say, uh, you know. And then it finally hits a point, and you just like drop the mic, and you're just like, this is pointless, you know. You ever been there? Like I, I feel like we've all been in this kind of conversation at some point in our lives, uh, where you're just you're just You're like, why? And and you realize at a point, uh, you realize at a point that there is no, there's no scientific like data that you can slide across the table. You know what I'm saying? There's, there's no formula. There's no X, Y, Z. There's, there's nothing you can say. There's no dance. You can dance. There's nothing you can do to give what's here to this person over here. You know what I'm saying? You've been there. Uh, Like, you literally can't take anybody anywhere that they don't want to go. It's just like a rule. You can't take anyone anywhere that they don't want to go. And let me tell you, first of all, as, as someone who preaches, like, this is infuriating. Like, you know, like, but just as, like, in life, like this, I mean, this is perplexing, but it just makes you really angry. You know what I'm saying? Like, why, why, you know? And uh, it's like it's like talking talking with like your family at Thanksgiving about climate change or something, you know, you're like, but there's data, you know? And it's just like, it doesn't matter, it doesn't, you know? Uh, there's, there's sort of this, you know what I'm saying? You ever been there, right? Sometimes, why is it sometimes why is it sometimes we literally, it's like we literally can't hear? Uh, so Jesus actually in this text here in verse twelve, uh, he's actually there's actually this really cool reference he's referencing I think to, to uh, it comes from Isaiah chapter six, and uh, and I really wanted to read that whole chapter but I'm not because that chapter is just like man Isaiah six, but uh, but feel free to Bible it but um, so Isaiah six. Uh, starts and it's just this moment where Isaiah is called by God and and it's just radical like seraphs are flying around and they're saying holy 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 and um and 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 Isaiah's there and he's like he's like I'm a man of unclean lips and then they take this burning coal it says and they touch it on his (laughs) lips you know there's this great this is a great moment and, and, I, and they say, when they do that, they, they touch his lips with a live colon, and it says, now that this has touched your lips, your guilt has departed, and your sin is blotted out. Right? There's a theology, right? Why is that not a sacrament? Like, why do we not, why not do that? For, you know, like, like, you know. I don't know. Word for Isaiah. Um, anyway, and, and then there's this, this great moment that we're all familiar with, and God's like, who will go and speak? For me, you know, as if, you know, I always imagine this where Isaiah is just him in a room, you know, and, and, but maybe there are other folks and I, because Isaiah's is like, pick me, you know, and, um, and he says, all right. And in verse nine and chapter six, of Isaiah it says, go and say to this people, God's people, keep listening, but do not comprehend. Keep looking, but do not understand. Make the mind of this people dull. And stop their ears and shut their eyes so that they may not look with their eyes and listen with their ears and comprehend with their minds and turn and be healed. Right? It seems abundantly clear that God is like perturbed at somebody here. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like somebody, like God's people made some not great choices and God's a little upset about it in Isaiah 6. And he keeps going It says, Then I said, How long, O Lord? How long is a good question. And he said, "Until cities lie waste without inhabitant, and houses without people, and the land is utterly desolate, until the Lord sends everyone far away, and vast is the emptiness in the la- in the midst of the land. And even if a tenth part remain in it, it will be burned again." It says, "It's like man. Right? Essentially, this is like this cleansing moment uh, in the story. Until this place is cleansed, until it is reset, until it is emptied out. Right? This is actually the the faithful." consistent, continual metaphor uh, for, for this in the Bible, which is, which is fire, which is something being burned, right? That it, it, is, it is cleansed, it is purified, right? And it goes on, uh, will be burned again like a terebinth or an oak whose stump remains standing when it is felled. And then it says, the holy seed is its stump. Like, man, what are we talking about here? If you guys are tracking with me, there, there's this like, there's this situation here. Uh, this is this is devastating, yet yet hopeful, right? It's like a forest fire, yet what remains is this seed, right? What remains is the, the, this holy seed. It's still there. Life can go on, right? Have you guys seen some of the pictures that are popping up now after, uh, you know, Australia and like, there's life already finding its way back. Uh, so back in Mark uh there's this there's this emptying out right that's necessary for the gospel to take root right there's this openness that is required the ground can't be rocky it can't be hard it can't be thorny right all this stuff is in the way there's this sort of like clearing of the land that is needed right uh and so all right this is really in the text here today guys but uh but remember back in in mark 3 um, there's this conflict with the scribes and although they see the healings and they hear Jesus' teachings they're just not like they're still like saying he's basically the devil right they're, they're, they're still they still can't hear right but I think maybe what's the most striking point in this text is Jesus' relationship with Jesus' family right who this possibly is referring to as well uh, Remember earlier in in chapter 3, Jesus' family actually goes and and they're trying to restrain him. They're trying to stop him. Uh, I actually really appreciate uh, Emily's sermon last week when she points out sin, and we talk about sin as as stopping, right? Sin is is to stop, right? So they're trying to to stop Jesus, and then by the end of of chapter 3, this is really interesting. It says, they are outside, uh, quote. He says, who is my family? It says they are outside. Uh, and you're like, okay. And then this, this word comes up yet again in chapter 4, just a few verses later, uh, before this reference. It says, to you has been given the mystery of the kingdom of God, but for those outside, everything comes in parables. Uh, right. So this this word only appears like twice in all of Mark. Uh, this, this word, uh, outside. It's literally just this word... Uh, XO. It's a pretty easy one. It can either mean, uh, like, out of doors, or typically it just means, like, uh, without. Uh, it just means without. Uh, and, and, and so it says uh, those, uh, his family's outside. And then again, a few verses later, he references this without or this outside. It's kind of interesting. If you reread, if you reread this verse uh, to those who have been given the mystery, given the mystery of the kingdom of heaven, but for those without, everything comes in parables. Could make some more sense, maybe. Um, So this morning, I think I'm going to skip over some stuff here, just for sake of not killing you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I could get, maybe I could get like just a couple volunteers here, real quick. Um, Aaron, could you just open your hand like this, right here? And David, could you just make your fist like this? And uh, we're just gonna scatter some seeds here for you guys. So, Aaron, how many did you get there? Probably fifteen. Probably oh, fifteen. David, how many did you get? Six. You want some more? It's really easy to get some more. You want some more? Yeah. Uh, work more. Ah man. Do you want some what? You guys want to snack on those? You guys can just go crazy if you want. You know. Just uh, yeah. We're gonna vacuum after this. It's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. Uh, so there's there's one other there's one other parable here in the text. It it's uh, it goes like this. Um, in verse twenty one. There, uh, it says is the lamp brought in to be under a bushel basket or under the bed not on the lampstand this is a very similar parable actually uh, right the, the seeds, like there's something small almost invisible and all of a sudden it grows and someone like everyone can see it now right it says for for there uh, for there is nothing hidden except to be disclosed nor is anything secret a mystery or hidden right except to come to light and then he says again let anyone with ears listen right and he said pay attention to so what you hear, the measure you give will be the measure you get, and still more will be given you. For those who have more, will be uh, more will be given, and from those who have nothing, or literally uh, those who do not have, even what they have will be taken away. Man, Jesus, right? And so this morning, wrapping up, I can't help but think of soil, right? I'm always thinking soil. My mind is really dirty. Um, but like, if you have good soil, right? If you're ready to receive, if you're ready to receive the seed. It's easy to get more, but but if you're if you're closed, uh, right? If you're not open, right? Uh, even what you have just kind of falls and withers away, right? Uh, if you have seed, if you're open, right? Even what you have, like it just grows and produces more and grows and produces more and grows and produces more. But when you have very little, right? And it's rocky. There's nowhere for it to go. You're closed, right? You can't hear. Like uh, you're without. It will dwindle to nothing. It says, let those who have ears hear. Uh, raise your hand this morning if you have ears. Good, good, good. Uh, so, um, you know, I love, I love ears. <laughs> Isn't it so good? Ears are great. Uh, so, why is it that some who have ears can hear, some who can't? Anybody, uh, this, is, this is a cool trick, you guys know. Uh, so, Anybody ever see that thing on Facebook where people are always throwing hat tips to people? You know what I'm talking about? It's like H slash T, hat tip to whoever. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't make any sense at all. Uh, But except they're like referencing people, right? You know what a hat tip to Jesus gives you with your ears? This is good. Your heart. That's gonna ride me through 2020, right? <laughs> what, what does it mean? Yes. What does it mean to hear with your heart? Hearing with your heart. This takes us our entire lives to continually learn how to do this, to how to hear with your heart. You know what's interesting about the gospel? It doesn't come to us and tries to convince us of anything here. It always starts here. In the soil that's in your heart, right? That's where it has to take root. That's where it has to, to spring from, right? What's found here. You know what's, you know what's interesting? I'm just going to do that. You know what's interesting? When you ask people to draw a tree, they, they always draw like this thing here. not Maybe not exactly like that. Like there's, there's like leaves, you know? <laughs> That's not a tree, for multiple reasons, but. <laughs> right? That's half a tree. Like right? this is a tree, right? That's actually a tree. There's so much more going on, right? You can't have this without this, right? And none of this could happen without a seed, right? This is the journey that we're all on this morning. This is where we're all going. This is this whole thing, right, uh, for us this morning. Let those who have ears hear uh, this morning. And so maybe maybe just to wrap, wrap this up uh, for us this morning with a question. What's, what's in your way? Why can't you hear? Is there, is there something that maybe you're needing to hear that you're not here? What's in the way of your growth this morning? What's in the way of your growth? May you this morning have ears to hear. May you this morning see the seeds of the kingdom of heaven. May the soil in your heart be moist and wet and ready to receive whatever word that has been having a hard time getting through. And may it bear fruit, and may it grow, and may together this morning we find ourselves reforesting the earth. Let's pray this morning. Lord God, uh, as we take a few minutes and wrestle with this text, all that's going on here, uh, truth be told, God, it is a mystery, and your word continues to be a mystery to us, and it, inf- and it unfolds to us, and, and we grow with it, God, as we, uh, as we wrestle with it in our hearts. Lord, we do ask humbly this morning that we would be a people who have ears to hear. Whatever this word is, whatever this seed is, God, may it be planted in us, and may it grow in us, and may it Shoot up through our heads and our arms and out into the world, through our hands, God. May we be a people after your own heart. And may our hearts be transformed in that process. And may this whole thing grow into something beautiful and big and grow shelter for the whole world. So we give you thanks this morning. Amen.